If a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to hear it, does it make a sound? Now, let me ask this question from an organizational context. If a leader leaves the office every day and every night and at the end of a heroic career and a bunch of successes leaves no long-term impact, did leadership actually occur? Today on the Champion Forum podcast, we discuss the importance of having a leadership legacy. This is the Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Thank you for that intro, Lem. Uh, this is uh, this is going to be a great topic of conversation. Uh, if if you know me personally, some of you listening do. You know this is something that's very important to me. Legacy is a crucial component of leadership, so much so that I have dedicated my life to it. Uh, this is not only what I do, but it's who I am. A, a leader's legacy is established by leaving something of enduring quality behind, not only for the organization, but for its people. Effective leadership occurs when the leader strengthens others' capacity to learn, to reflect, and to extract meaning from their learning. My goal in this world is that people are at my funeral seeing me go out of this place, and they are sad that I'm gone, but they were happy that I was here. I want to leave a legacy that has impacted people. We as leaders need to be thinking about what our legacy is. Here's why that's important. Because some of you right now listening to this, you're saying, Jeff, that's kind of fluffy. I, I don't know if we need all that. I, I don't know if you know a legacy is going to help me drive the profit. I don't know if the legacy is going to help me with the P&L. Here's what I do know. Leaving a legacy, a good one, means that you have impacted people. And here's what else I know. When you impact people in a positive way, those people will take care of your P&L. They'll take care of your business. So we have to be thinking about legacy. When we think about legacy and what that might look like, then we can start working backwards from there to start filling those gaps. So what are some things that we have to do? What are some things that we can do to be intentional to leave a legacy? Here's the reality. You're going to leave a mark, but are you going to leave a legacy? Some people are happy when you come, Others are even more happy when you go. How can we leave a legacy that others will be talking about you long after you're gone? Not only just uh, you know when you leave this world, but also how about when you leave an organization and you move on to something else? Or how about if you have an employee that leaves an organ your organization? What are they saying about you 13 years from now? Well, why does that matter if they're not here? Again, how you treat people when they're under your care as a leader is ultimately how they're going to perform. So here's some things that we can do. Number one, prioritize people over results. Three years from now, your team won't remember whether you hit all, all of your goals or not. They're not going to remember. They'll remember how you made them feel on the way to reaching those milestones. Do people comply with you or do they not want to let you down? This is a question that I challenge you with all the time on this show. Compliance isn't that hard to get. Engagement is a challenge. Engagement requires deposits. So do you have people around you, leader, that don't want to let you down? 
They're disappointed when you even have to hold them accountable. And it's even more disappointment if you have to have any level of discipline. We have to start paying attention to any habits that we've built when speaking into our teams. Do you have these habits of constantly talking about the business? Now, look, you might say, Jeff, but I'm running a business. I get that. My point is, don't be only one way. Instead of leading with results and always focusing on results and focusing on KPIs and projections and whatever it might be, try starting with, how are you doing? What do you need from me? You know, the day of these one-on-one debriefs with leaders making it all about the leader and the organization and the business are over. Do we need to talk about those things? Of course we do. But we've got to be making deposits into people. Prioritize your people over your results. Care for people first. Number two, invest your time and money. What do we mean by this? Time is uh, an asset that we never get back. And when we invest it properly into people, it's going to give our greatest return. How are we investing our money into people as well? How can we invest money and resources into people to leave a legacy? When you invest in your team's professional growth, your team will be able to have more success and make even bigger impact in the future. It will carry your legacy even further. You know, I remember I had a a manager, one of my first sales managers, his name was Sean. And I think back when I think of leadership legacies and I think about investing time and resources, Sean always comes to my mind. You know, I was newly promoted into sales out of a blue collar job. I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know what a sales process was. To me, it was smiling big and having charm and charisma and being assertive. Like that's what it was. Boy, was I in for a rude awakening. That's not at all what it was. Those things helped. But I hit brick wall after brick wall. I was hurdle after hurdle. Folks, I sucked at selling. And Sean Coyne, he saw something in me that was a little bit different. He saw, he saw potential, but he knew that there was going to be, uh, there was going to require a lot of deposits. And day after day, week after week, Sean would pull me in individually and go through training and go through role-playing scenarios. I think for the first 10 to 12 months in the role, Sean never let me go to a large account by myself. He would go in and he would run the process and we would get back in the car and he would say, what did you think about this? What did you think about that? Now you try it. Then he would observe me doing it. We role played to nauseam. These were investments that this man made for me. And when, it, when push came to shove and we needed to hit a number, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I would spend whatever time it took to make sure that Sean didn't lose because these were investments that he made to me. And to this day, I'm telling you uh, 15 years, 17 years ago, whatever it was, I still pull Sean into my conversations when I have to make big decisions, career moves. Uh, When I'm having a tough leadership moment, I call him. Why? Because there's deposits there. And I would do anything that I could to support him in his endeavors as well. Ask your team to propose areas where they would like to develop. This is a great way to start. Maybe you don't know where to make the deposits. Ask them, where where can I help you develop? See see where that can become a win-win for them, you and the company. 
These types of deposits are not just you giving something up. You get something in great return. I think of uh, a leader that I had, Ed. When I was making this transition, I was still in this blue-collar job, wanted to be in sales. Many of you uh, that listen know the story. I, I invest my personal money into a Dale Carnegie class. I go. Uh, I'm a fly on the wall, fish out of water. Don't know what I'm doing, but I give it all I have. I knew that if I want to be uh, in outside sales, I need some level of training. I need some development. I was never well-educated, so I had to start investing in this. I take this class. Ed hears that I'm in this class, pulls me into his office and says, hey, who prompted you to go to this Dale Carnegie sales training? And I said, well, really nobody. Um, I, heard a, I heard a radio ad and, and I really, really want to get better. I want to I wanna enhance my career. I want to ha- enhance my earning potential for my family. And I felt like this was a way that, that I can make a deposit into myself to increase my chances of getting this job. And uh, he had called the instructor and the instructor gave him feedback on how well I performed and whatnot. And here's what happened. Here's what Ed did in that moment, which by the way, this class was 2,500, which was wiped out my savings account. Ed saw this in me and didn't have to, chose to. He reimbursed me the tuition and within three months, I was promoted into outside sales. Wow. You want to talk about an investment and, and in that time, $2,500, it might as well have been a million. It meant the world to me that he would take this investment in me. And as time would go on, I would reflect back to that. And I would think, man, here's something that he did that, you know, it wasn't a policy. There was no requirement around it. I owed the, He owed me nothing to do this. But as I took that leap, he saw something there and was like, man, this is a great opportunity to make an investment in this young man, not knowing if there would be payoff. You know, oftentimes when we make these kind of investments, we're not 100% sure, but it's never a bad time to do the right thing. Use your wisdom, use your discretion, use any level of discernment that you have around the people. But when you see an opportunity to make a deposit, make the deposit. To, to be a leader that leaves a legacy, we have to be willing to invest our time and our money. These are life-changing deposits for people. Number three, connect in person every chance that you can. I realize as of uh, April 29th, 2021, when I'm recording this show, uh, connecting in person is a challenge. Find the best alternatives, FaceTime, Zoom, Teams, whatever platform it is. Get the human connection out there as much as you can. In this high-paced virtual world, it's easy to slip into leadership by email and text. Sometimes this is necessary, but your legacy as a leader will not be sustained by a barrage of emails. I promise you. We are all getting emailed to death. It is death by email. Now, I'm not saying pick up the phone and hold a meeting, you know, just for the sake of wasting time and making a connection. But every once in a while, you should absolutely uh, have a meeting or a Zoom or whatever it might be and have a level of a personal connection with your team. And if you're a leader of leaders, go reach down to that level as well. And I don't care if you have 100 people, do one a week. It'll take you two years. I get it. Do two a week. It'll take you one year. 
whatever that math looks like, these types of connections have huge dividends. And it goes from telling people you care to showing them that you do. Make the effort to connect over the phone as well as in person as much as you can. Your positive legacy can only be perpetuated by this positive human interaction. There's so much missed in text. This human interaction, it shows body language. It's a great way to show empathy uh, when empathy is needed. Have these connections in person as much as you can. You can't get connections like the human connection. Your leadership legacy depends on human interaction. Number four, control less and empower more. Now, <clears throat> for some of you, this is a scary venture. Some of you are saying, what if I empower my team to take the initiative and make decisions and they end up breaking everything that I've built? Yes, that is a risk. It's always going to be a risk. But what the question then begs itself, what are you doing to hire the right people and to develop the right people? If you hire well and you develop well, you have the right support, you have the right mentoring programs and all of these things in place, but yet you're still not empowering, you are missing the whole point. If you're not empowering because of fear, you got to look in the mirror. This uh, controlling environment, this um, uh, what I do for you is pay you on Friday, now get the work, that is not a leadership legacy and those days are over. I remember I had a vice president once, his name was Brian. He, uh, he gave me the ultimate in empowering opportunity. We had a senior executive that was visiting my market, and this entailed um, a lot of presenting. I was a brand new sales manager, and I had never done one of these visits before. And albeit that it was a senior leader from our, our corporate office that was coming into town. Now, it would have been very easy at that moment for Brian to say, hey, uh, look here, rookie, uh, we're going to take this one for you. Matter of fact, looking back, that might have been the best thing that he could have done to save his own face, but he didn't. He empowered me. He gave me tools. He gave me training. It came at high risk. Matter of fact, there was one specific area that I absolutely blew. When I was preparing these spreadsheets and this binder for presentation, I was so new at this and so uneducated that as I was printing Excel spreadsheets, they were not printing to margin and I didn't know how to fix it. And at the very last minute, I started cutting. Yes, like literally cutting with a, a pair of scissors, an Excel spreadsheet, taping it back together and then three hole punching it and putting it in a binder. When he saw this and his boss saw this, it was embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. And he uh, made another deposit into me to go get training on this at a local community college. You know, I really didn't value what happened in that moment until much later in my leadership tenure. This was a huge risk for him. He, his, his brand was on the line. And I'm sure, quite frankly, he probably took an ear beating once the meeting was over. Like, who is this rum dumb hancher that doesn't even know how to print an Excel spreadsheet the right way? However, I will tell you this, I gained so much respect for him allowing me to fail. And I will tell you this, moving forward, when those empowerment opportunities came from Brian, I will tell you that I made sure that that kind of a mistake never happened again. I got the answers. Teach your team to make intelligent gambles and improvise along the way. 
There's going to be a place for improvising, and there's going to be a place for failing. But as legacy leaders, let's always remember that failure is a bruise. It's not a tattoo. Recovering from the failure is going to leave a bigger impact than not ever empowering anybody. Work becomes more enjoyable, and, and they'll become more experienced in independent work. This is also a win for the long term. Will it be short-term pain? Most likely it will be, just like Brian experienced that day with me. But when we let them become more experienced in independent work, they may need the needs that they have when you're gone will now you've empowered them. You can now release them. They now have skills that they can go off and do it on their own. And now they have more leadership capacity. So control less and empower more. And number five, and my last point, model behavior that you want to last. Are you modeling out the behavior that you want to sustain over the long haul? A leader that leaves a great legacy absolutely does this. Your team learns more from watching you than listening to you. Yes, I know you have amazing things to say. Yes, I know you have a, a polished delivery. Yes, I know you have a silver tongue. You know how, how to say the right things, when to say them, all of this stuff. But people will see much better than they hear. Are you modeling out the things that you're saying? Invite them to attend meetings and calls so that they can observe you in action. I, I remember once doing a contest where uh, the winner of the contest could pick between three uh, different prizes, uh, a, a vacation, uh, cash in hand. And the one was uh, to go on a benchmarking trip with me. And inevitably, that's what they picked. And everybody, that was the buzz. That's what people wanted. They were willing to give up cash and a vacation to go on a trip with me to see how I do my job. People are craving this. Are you modeling this out? Let people see what you do. Let them attend a meeting with you. Let them jump on a call with you so that they can observe you in action with senior leaders or big customers or whatever it might be. Make sure you're modeling the behaviors that you'd like to see in them, that you want your organization to embody. We have to understand that we will get what we invest in, not what we want. We will get who we are. We will attract who we are, not what we want. Are you displaying the same behaviors that you're trying to acquire from your people? Always remember that you will teach what you know, but you will reproduce who you are. What are you reproducing? Number five, model behavior that you want to see last. Listen, you may not be remembered very long for your results as a leader. Most likely you won't because next year there's always another goal to reach, whether you're there in that seat or not. We live and work in a what have you done for me lately world. And it's a powerful reminder that leaving a legacy lives through people, not results. Legacies live through people, not results. My kids are never going to remember how many president's clubs I made and how many uh, projections that I surpassed or none of that. They're going to remember moments. So are your employees. So is your team. They're going to remember moments. Yes, let's get the results. Yes, let's win. But you're not going to be remembered for your results. You're going to be remembered for the impact that you make. Your positive impact will ripple far beyond your tenure when you connect, develop, and inspire people 
to be their very best. Caring about this is a call to a higher mission as a leader. This isn't doing leadership. This is becoming a leader. There is absolutely a difference in those two mindsets. I don't know about you all, but when people attend my funeral, I want there to be a buzz. I don't want it to be sad, but I do want people to feel the effects of me being gone. And I want it to be said of me that day, this is what that man did. This is what that man meant in my life. I am going to go to complete exhaustion as many days as I possibly can until I'm called out of here so that I can make a deposit in others. And folks, I got to tell you this, the return on that is the, is the most fulfilling thing that you can ever do in life. And if you do this well, not only are you making impact in the lives of others, but your business will skyrocket. People will sweat and people will bleed for a great leader that they don't want to let down. Legacies that matter are connected with people. A hundred years from now, all that will matter is the people that you connected with in such a way that you added value and meaning to their life. The only thing that you can change permanently are the hearts of people and the people that you lead. What will your leadership legacy be? If I can support you in any way as you build your leadership legacy, be sure to email me at jeff at jeffhancher.com. Until next week, always know you all have been set up to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.